Welcome to TwoQuestions.tv. With me today is Karen Schoenbart, and we're talking about business common sense. TwoQuestions.tv. Brief questions, deep knowledge for executives, entrepreneurs, and small business owners. Welcome to TwoQuestions.tv. I'm Susan Barancini Mo. Joining me today is Karen Schoenbart, the CEO of the NPD Group a global provider of information and advisory services to many of the world's leading brands. She's also the author of this book, Mom BA. Hi, Karen. Welcome to the show. Hi, Susan. Thanks so much for having me. Well, I enjoyed your book very much. Oh, yay. <laughs> I always feel like, oh, yay. <laughs> when someone says that to me, it's always like, yeah, good. So in the book, you talked about some very common sense business practices. And the one that struck me first was networking. You talk about why it's important, how to do it. You talk about knowing what's happening in people's orbit and building relationships with people, even when they're not in a position to hire you. And the best networkers that I know are people who realize networking is the long game and it's not a short sale. So could you talk a little bit about networking and how to do it right? Sure. So the first thing is to be prepared. If you're going to a networking event, be prepared. Think about some questions that you want to ask people in advance, something interesting that you might have to say, do some homework on what the event is about. If you can get an advanced list, that's fantastic because you can see who you might want to connect with. So number one would be pre-prepared. The second thing is it's not quality. It's not quantity. It's quality. Yes. It's not about how many business cards you collect or how many LinkedIn contacts you make. It's about trying to make a few authentic connections. And don't focus so much on what am I going to get out of this today or tomorrow. Focus on is this somebody that I have an authentic connection with that I might be able to help or they might be able to help me someday. And there's a give to get part of this too. If you can help somebody, it may not come back to you, but it very well may. Yeah. So it's really about that kind of long-term engagement. Um, a lot of people say to me, Susan, that they don't know how to start a conversation. So one tip I have is, especially if the conference is on a Monday or a Friday, it's super easy because all you can do is say, hey, what'd you do this past weekend? Or, hey, I went skiing. You know, I'm going skiing this weekend. Oh, you ski, yeah. I ski. And now all of a sudden you have a connection. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that's not really small talk, but it's a way of trying to connect with another person. That's really what it's all about, is connecting with another human being. And we forget that. Yeah. And the other thing is the follow-up. So if you meet somebody and you have an authentic connection, one of my biggest pet peeves is when people send me the generic click on LinkedIn that uh, just says, let's connect. Yeah. If I care enough about you, Susan, to want to make a connection with you, I can take the one minute it takes to write a personal note. Hey, Susan, yeah. it was so nice meeting you at XYZ event. I really enjoyed our conversation about whatever, and let's connect. Well, and you know, you can even shorten how long it takes you to write that. If you have what I call a swipe file, I mean, it can be, hey, blank, I really enjoyed meeting you at blank. Like, you just fill that in and paste it in. There you go. It's yep. still personable. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just think people go into networking situations and they're so focused on, I got to get business, I got to get business, I got to get business. How can I turn this person into a client? That they forget that's not really how it works. That's not how business functions when you're really at the highest levels when you're successful. Yeah. And when I'm, 
when I'm in a networking event, I am not there to sell somebody something. Right. I am there to make an authentic connection where they say, hey, I'd like to, I you know I might like to work with that person or I might like to interact with that person again sometime. So I don't really talk a whole lot of business. I try to make this connection. I make sure I'm not like looking everywhere while I'm talking yeah. to them. I'm focused on that person. And then you try to find a way of disengaging politely as well. I always, I, I don't carry a full drink so that if I really want to move on, I can say, oh, I'm going to stop at the, you know, sometimes there's a bar if it's that kind of event or go get a soft drink. So it's kind of a yeah. good excuse to disconnect to say, oh, I'm going to go get a drink. That's such a good, okay, mom BA, that's such a good mom tip, right? <laughs> but, but question for clarification, how do you get it to be not a full drink? Do you tell the bartender you don't? <laughs> I could see this going horribly wrong with some of our listeners. So <laughs> yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. Just no, I'll just take a, a half a glass, and and again, and I usually drink sparkling water or something at yeah. those kind of things. And so you can kind of drink it kind of quickly. But it's just sometimes the hardest thing isn't connecting; it's disengaging because you do want to try to find those proper connections. You don't want to get stuck too long, but you don't want to be rude. Well, another thing is I like when I when I've met a few people at the event now, I like to be a connector. And that's another way I like to disengage is like, oh, by the way, have you met so-and-so? And then I make the introduction, tell them what they have in common and go, I'm going to let you two chat. I'm going to run to the restroom or I've got to, you know, go chat with that person over there or something, you know, and then I pass them on. Terrific. That's another great one. And that reminds me about the whole name thing. So I have a whole oh. little section in my book about names. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, calling somebody by their name is a really great way of bonding with them quickly. People yeah. like to be called by their names. Uh, time and time again, you, you find these things out. So I, um, I have a tip. I, I think you've read the book, Susan. It's so such I, a good tip. I love it. <laughs> very simple. You know, some people talk about, well, Fred looks like a frog and remember F and I don't do any of that. It's very simple. It's just three parts. You say their name three times. Now you don't want to do it sounding too creepy, but it's like, oh, hi, Susan. It's so nice to meet you. Chat, chat, chat. Oh, Susan, I really love your necklace. <laughs> and then Susan, it was so nice meeting you. Yes. So use their name in conversation three times. And, uh, and if they have an unusual name, ask them if they have a tip for how to remember it. I oh, have, I love that. I have found 100% of the time people with unusual names will provide you with a tip on how to remember their name. And then they're really appreciative that you took the time to learn their name. Yes. Yes. That's really good. I love that. I, I think um, for me, names are the hardest. And it's not, it's not anything personal about anyone. It's that I have a terrible memory and I want so much to be a person who remembers names. So I, when I read that section in the book, I'm like, ah, I'm going to try that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, when the waiter or waitress comes over and introduces themselves, yes. practice at restaurants. The thing that I struggle with is not like, I could remember the name in that moment and in the conversation and then I go away and then it's remembering it later. That's my challenge. Maybe this Most will help Most of the me. time, if you're at a networking event, there's usually name tags, so you can kind of cheat yeah. it Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, in the book, you also talk a lot about engagement and leadership. And we talk a ton about the disengagement problem on this show and how workers are just so disengaged right now. And you co quoted a statistic that I actually had not ever seen before that managers account for as much as 70% in employee engagement scores. And that blew my mind because I'd never heard that before. 
And later in the book, you talk about the difference between managers and leaders. And I wonder when I read that, do leaders, as you describe them, have more engaged employees than manager? Like if you think of yourself as a manager versus a leader, do you have less engagement? Does that make sense? Like, I, I just wasn't sure if maybe if you are a manager who thinks of yourself as a leader, maybe you have more engaged workers. Yeah. And I think that part of that statistic is that who you report to, who your boss is, has a, a hot, very high impact on your job satisfaction. So that yeah. could be a manager or a leader. But I think the difference is that leaders think bigger picture, longer term, and are, are more inspirational yeah. than managers who are focused on kind of getting the day to day done. And certainly, I think that companies that have inspiring leaders who have a clear vision, who communicate regularly and clearly are more engaged. Yeah. I don't have the stats on that, but I'm sure of that. And again, as a good leader, you want to have a clear vision. You want to communicate that in a way that's inspiring to people and that they know how they fit in and why they should fit in. Yeah. And then communicate it very simply and very succinctly and frequently. And that gets employee engagement. So great, so great. I, I just, this book is just so great. And I, and I think a part of it was that there were things that I thought, yes, this is something someone early in their career should know, like about how to dress and how to comport yourself. But, but there are things in here that even if you're my age or, you know, in your, you know, I'm in my, 40s, if you're in your 50s, it, wherever you are in your career, there's something here for you to learn from. And, and I just thought that was so great. And something that, that I love that, that you as a successful woman are imparting that knowledge. I think that's just so valuable. Well, I wrote it um, as an insider's guide uh, yeah. to the questions that you ne don't necessarily even know to ask. And you're right, Susan, it turned out, I wrote it because my daughter, when she started working in advertising, realized that she knew things that people, her peers didn't know. Yes. And her friends and, and coworkers would be asking her for her advice on dealing with their clients, dealing with a difficult situation, dealing with their boss. And here she is at like 21 years old, doling out advice. <laughs> and she said, why is it that I know these things that they don't know? And she yeah. realized it was because she had a live-in mentor. And so she said... I feel like I got a mom BA. That's so great. And that's and how the title came. Exactly. And she said, you should write a book that kind of helps people who didn't have a parent as a CEO growing up, you know, get these tips and, and, and tricks for navigating the workforce and navigating life that she had the benefit of getting. Right, right. And that's so valuable. And it's so, so valuable. And the book is very readable too. So thank you for joining me today. Viewers, here are the book right here. Okay. We're going to have show notes that have a link to Amazon so you can get your copy. And Karen, would you like to join me in the after show? Sure. Love awesome. To. Okay. So viewers, if you want to watch us in the after show, go to our website at twoquestions.tv. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. This has been twoquestions.tv. To subscribe to our YouTube channel, learn more about the show, the guests, and our host, Susan Barancini-Mo, visit us at www.twoquestions.tv.